Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hello, Ellen. Everything is going amazingly well. It wasn't worth the wait, was it? <laughs> no, it was not worth the wait. Um, I, should, I should have thought about it before. <laughs> yeah, you need to. You need. You can prepare at least I need one to have thing a list, for this a running podcast. list of, of yeah, crazy of things I can say. Synonyms. Um, so today we are going to be talking about "While the Duke Was Sleeping" by Sophie Jordan, and later we are going to talk about rom-coms based on classic literature. But first, Mom, what have you been reading? Well, Ellen. This is what I've been reading. I don't even remember what I've been reading. Mom's got um, a list. I do have a list. Well, I just pulled up my Kindle. Um, yeah. I started reading... Oh, I was in the middle of the... Um, I don't remember who wrote them. Courtney Milan? Is that... Yeah. That series? Yes. And so I finished um, The Countess Conspiracy... And then I read the other books in that series. I don't even remember what they're all called. <laughs> I finished There's like the I, suffragette scandal. I finished and the... The suff- with the suffragette one. I really liked that one. That was my favorite in the series. And I thought it was fabulous. Um, I liked the series. I thought it was a good series. And then I read our book for today. And then mm-hmm. after I read our book for today, I also read um, the next book in the series, Oh, did you read that one? I did read that one. Um, that one gets pretty steamy, right? Is that what you were saying? The scandal of it all. Um, possibly. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, it was pretty steamy. It was, um, it well, was it's kind about- of a, I don't know. I don't know if, it, it wasn't one of my favorite stories, but it was fun. It was a fun read. Um, yeah. Then I took a break because I read one of my new Sebastian St. Cyr books came out. C.S. Harris. Those are Which is amazing. not a romance. How dare you? Not a romance. How dare you? Well, there's romance in it, but it's I, it's not a romance. But it's, they're very cool books with tons of history in them that I love. But, um, and then after I finished that, I started reading, only because Ellen told me I shouldn't read it, which means my interest was piqued. <laughs> I, but it was another Sophie Jordan series that kept coming up when I was buying my other books. So I started the um, Devil's Rock series. Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Uh, a Devil's Rock novel. So I'm reading, I'm in the middle of reading All Chained Up, the first in that series. Mm-hmm. And yeah, chain, so- me, chain me up in that prison. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, uh, I really like that series. I, um, so Sophie Jordan, she's kind of like a jack of all trades. She's got like YA books and historicals and contemporaries. Um, so Devil's Rock is her contemporary series, and it takes place. Um, all these guys are like, well, most of the guys are guys that have been in this prison together. Um, but of course they're not. Like, if they committed a crime, it was like in the defense of, you know, some kind a of woman valiant or, crime that they were yeah. trying to. So none of them are really in there for doing anything heinous. Yeah. But they're all, so they've all been working out hard, and they got all these fabulous <laughs> bodies. Super and tough, and I'll tell you, you what. know, really broody, and yeah. Uh, you know. I'll be a warden in that prison anytime. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so I have uh, not been reading very much. I have, though, been listening this is going to shock you all, but I've been listening to a lot of Penny Reed. 
specifically um, the yeah the the Winston Brothers series. Um, where so I recently just moved across uh, multiple states, and um, mom and my brother came out and helped me move. And so, of course, if I'm going to be in the car for, you know, a total of 24 hours, then... Especially especially with your mother. Yeah, so um, we listened to the first Winston Brothers, True the Beard, um, and then we listened to Grin and Beard It, at least we started that one on the tail end of our road trip, and I finished that and listened to Beard Science, of course, because it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Beard in Mind. Is that... Yes, that's yeah. the name of it, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. So I'm on that one right now. And just remembering how much of a sweetheart Bo is. Um. So, yeah. So nothing new here. <laughs> more Penny Reed. <laughs> More Penny Raid. Well, in a different I, format. I think I read enough to make up for all of it. Yeah, you, yeah, you did. Um, okay, so today we're going to be talking about While the Duke Was Sleeping by Sophie Jordan. It is the first book in her The Rogue Files series. Um, given that this book is based on the seminal classic While You Were Sleeping, um, as you might remember, I, <laughs> with some assistance from Mom... Um, put it as our our top rom-com. Um, so I thought it would be appropriate uh, to present the description of this book in the form of a 90s rom-com movie trailer. Um, I even took most of the text from the actual trailer for While You Were Sleeping. So I'm going to try and do my best impression of a movie trailer voice. So give me a second. In a world. (laughs) Yeah, in a world. Uh, Okay, so. For Poppy, loneliness was a way of life. But the moment she saw Marcus, the Duke of Ottenberry, she became a believer in love at first sight. Then fate stepped in and presented her with his arrogant and brooding half brother, Struan Mackenzie. A misunderstanding leads the family to believe she's the Duke's fiance, so now she's part of his family and part of his life. Sophie Jordan presents Poppy Fairchurch in a book about love at second sight. Very so good, Ellen. You, you need to be a little <laughs> deeper, a little, little more. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but the rom com ones always have that guy with like the <laughs> the light airy voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so mom, what did you think of While the Duke Was Sleeping? I liked the book. It was easy to tell what was going to happen because it's very, very much based on the movie. In fact, it made me want to watch the movie, and I watched the movie, and that is a delightful film. I, I, it's a lot of fun. Aren't you so glad we put it as number one? (laughs) And Bill Pullman doesn't do much for me, but, um... He's, but in that movie, he's, he's just... He's cute, cutie in that movie. He's just so dang charming. He is dang charming. So dang charming in that movie. Um, yeah, I was... <laughs> yeah, we'll talk, about the, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I was trying to decide, like... Um, the thing is, is I can't... We can't be too mad that, like, oh, I knew it was going to happen because it's based on while you were sleeping. Right. Because... Even if it had not been based on while you were sleeping and this was 
a completely original story. It's still a romance novel, so you still would have been <laughs> able to tell what you was going to happen. Gonna happen. <laughs> the second, you know, this brother who's very handsome is presented, right. you have to know what's exactly. going to happen. And um, it was also fun to see how different characters became the side characters from the movie. So, like, his friend... Um, mm. Strickland, mm-hmm. who, by the way, is who the second book is about. Yeah. Um, and he kind of becomes the family friend who talks her into yeah. keeping the secret Well, it's going like forward with it. In typical romance uh, series fashion, you know, anybody that was an old man in... Um, in this, in the movie, has to become a handsome younger man yeah, who can be, <laughs> uh, who can be have his own book later on in the series, of course. Yes, um, because he has. I mean, his book is with the stepmom, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I couldn't a hundred percent get behind that. Like, I, I didn't get into the chemistry of that, and I, it wasn't a problem with the age thing or any of that. It was a little weird. That he was going for his best friend's mom. That I thought was a little weird. Stacy's mom. It's uh, the Duke's mom has got it going on. Wait. That song isn't Ellen's mom has got it going on? <laughs> <laughs> that was mom's joke when that song was popular. I thought it's... that's how it went. The, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I had a hard time. I mean, it was fine. It was cute. It was a fun read. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into the chemistry of the two of them as much as I do into some of the others, but okay. Well, we'll talk about this book now. That's Stop that's talking. fine. That's yeah. We're not talking about that book. Come so. on. Um. So these two um, bone a lot more than Sandy B and Bill Pullman did, <laughs> which was not at all until. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they hadn't even kissed before, or they sort of had kissed uh, when they got engaged, right? But. I think Bam. the first time they kiss is when he... No, drops. they kiss under the mistletoe. Oh, that's right. That's right, that mistletoe. I know I know this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they uh, they do a little bit more of that than they do in the movie. Well, so that's a, a romance novel. <laughs> it's true. Um, in In regards to that, though... If so, I really liked this book. I thought it was fun. I obviously love the premise, um, even though it, you know, however far fetched it may be, love it. More far fetched, the better. Um, I I understood that you know um, they bonded a lot over talking about their hard childhoods and you know, kind of the things that they had been through. I needed like. One less sex scene and one more romance scene. I needed just a little bit more about why they were falling in love as opposed to just, like, they get super duper hot for each other, right? Um, Well, he did sound very attractive. He did. Yeah. Listen, I I get that. (laughs) And I'm on board with that. Um I just, I felt like there was a lot of, like, okay, we we understand that they're, like, super passionate and hot for each other, but I needed one more, like, why they like each other scene. And I guess probably 
the reason that would have been helpful is because he kind of went into it at the beginning as I'm just going to do this to piss off my brother. Yes. And so we needed more to get us away from, I, I really love this girl on because of her and not because I just want to piss off my brother. Yeah. And I got, and I got why, I don't know. Like it was, it was said why, um, he, he did love her. You know, he loves that she's feisty and a good person. And, um, I just wanted to like see a little bit more of that in action. Um, you know, other than them having sex. But that's it. They it have really... Go ahead. Interesting, when they went into the sex part, um, that he was surprised that she was a virgin because he thought that he was... Yeah. She was his lover all this time. Yeah. And because um, he She's couldn't like, imagine I never said... Him, <laughs> he couldn't imagine him being engaged to her and not having deflowered her at some point in time. Yeah. And... Um, so when they actually had sex, he's like, wait, you've never done this before? <laughs> yeah. Wow. She's like, hey, listen, you just always kept saying that. Yeah. That was you just on you. assumed. You're the one yeah. who assumed I was, you know, some loose chick. Yeah. Um, they did have some good banter. They and, did. you know, because especially, you know, the circumstances in which they meet, he's beating up. <laughs> no, like... I guess the Duke throws the first punch and then he throws another punch and that's how they meet is she's like pulling him off of the Duke she's as they're to fighting the Duke. Um, and so, you know, they're really at each other, especially in the beginning. Um, so they have some, they have some good banter, which, which we like. And I did like the, um, like when she, threw herself in front of the cart to rescue the Duke and, and all of that kind of stuff. He kept thinking, I want someone to feel that way about me. I want someone. Mm-hmm. To. So I liked his inner monologue where he wanted someone to uh, do the things for him that she was doing for the Duke. Yeah. You can tell. Um, so, you know, Sophie Jordan didn't pull, I mean, she pulled the basic premise of While You Were Sleeping, but it's not like she was, like, recreating every scene that's in While You Were Sleeping. Right. But you can tell there's one scene that she does keep, and I think that she must have watched While You Were Sleeping and been like, I'm going to write a book based on just that scene. And it's when Bill Pullman is talking to his sleeping brother, and he says, I've never been envious of you you know, of anything you've ever had, you know, you've always had it pretty well, but, and I've never been jealous, but this one thing, (laughs) and, you know, that's, like, one of the scenes that she pulls over and, like, completely puts in her book, um, and I think that's because it is, that is an important part of this adaptation of it, right, is that she, um, she does pay a lot of attention to, you know, he he kind of struggles with the fact that the Duke has had all of these things in his life, this childhood that he should have had. And, you know, and I like that he doesn't hold it against the brother, but it is kind of a source of, it's a sore spot for him, right? right. That and, he, um, and I know we're not talking about the second book, but it even comes up more in the second book, um, how horrible his father was. And, mm-hmm. um, but everyone has this 
vision of his dad as this great guy. Like Ottenberry thought his dad was this fabulous father. And, um, but in reality, he's really a horrible, horrible person. And he was terrible to Struan, Mackenzie. Yeah. So, and the mom. Yeah. And, and the mom. And, yeah, and Struan's mom. But he wasn't very good to his wife either. But mm-hmm. she always kept a good face. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's let's dive into some of these questions and then maybe some other things will come up. Um, so let's unpack why I have such a thing for heroes that are such grumpy jerks. Is there something wrong with me? That's your first question. <laughs> well, do the two have to be related? Yes, there's something wrong with you. I don't know if it has anything to do with your love for grumpy guys. <laughs> it just, like, is slightly concerning to me all the time that um, I'm always like, Oh, this is, I feel like I should be ashamed. Like there's some sort of like, like my feminism feels a little like threatened by the fact that I'm always into these guys that are kind of such a-holes. <laughs> I'm like, mm. well, I don't think it's the fact that you like the a-holes. I think it's the fact that you like these guys kind of coming out of their a-holeness. Yeah. To, um. Well, and I definitely do. I like because usually the a holes are paired with like kind of the more bubbly, peppy, uh, you know, feisty girls or something. And I do like that pairing a lot. Um, and it's not like I go. I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't go for. I don't know. I don't go for not in real life. Guys. You don't. No. Um. Yeah. So. Anyway. I just needed to, you know, sit on the couch for a second. But I don't think it's necessarily... And even because we're reading a romance novel, we know what's going to happen to this guy. Even though he's an a-hole, he's going to turn out to be a decent guy. And, uh, you know, the girl, the sweet, perky girl, always brings him out of... And even if she doesn't bring him completely out of it, like maybe he still has shades of that in his personality... At least you know deep down inside, she knows deep down inside that he's really a good guy. And yeah. that's, I think that's what you like. Not so much that the guy's an a-hole, but that you're going to get to see this soft side under, underneath. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Thanks for making me feel better about it, Mom. You, But there is something wrong with you. That's, a, that's another <laughs> it's just not. It's just not related. <laughs> it's just not related to this. Okay. That's good to know. Um, okay, so do you think that the book is helped or hindered by having the comparison to the movie? Do you think that this is a good strategy to base romance novels on beloved rom-coms? I wouldn't want all the books I read to be based on a movie like this, mm-hmm. but it was fun to have it with this one. Like I said, in the middle of the book, I was like, oh, I want to watch this movie because it made me want to watch the movie. So I went and watched mm-hmm. the movie. And um, which anything that makes you want to watch while you were sleeping is <laughs> a plus. In my it's book. worth it. Um, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't want all the books we read to be based on yeah on movies, but it was fun to read this one and have the comparison to the modern movie. And I think she was pretty smart in like the choices that she made. You know where she should change things. Obviously, they have more sex, but um, you know. My favorite part, like, honestly, why I love While You Were Sleeping so much is less to do with Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman and more to do with Sandra Bullock and that family. Like, I just love that kind of love story between 
them, you know. Where they welcome her into their family. Just Yeah, completely. and that they're just so sweet and, um, you know, that she just grows to love them so much. I love that aspect of the movie the most. So I think in some ways, like, even though that's my favorite part of the movie, I'm kind of glad that it was less a part in this book because I think I would have just been disappointed, you know, like, I don't think... Well, if they had, if she had done it character for character, um, yeah. first of all, it wouldn't set up the rest of the series. And second of all, yeah. it would have been, um, I don't know, too, too weird. Because she still had the family, and the family was still, you know, welcoming her into their family. Yeah. It was just a different family dynamic. And, um, yeah. and I think that that was a good choice to make those changes and not have, yeah. the, not have it be the exact same kind of family. And I think that um, making, I think adding more backstory to Struan's character, you know, kind of giving him this half-brother thing that they're also combating with, and having him have been part of, um, you know, the Duke falling into a coma, um, and kind of giving them some some fight in the beginning um, was well, and, a smart and choice. And that was a fun part of the story too was the fact that this family welcomed him into the family as well yeah so they really kind of welcomed both of them in pretty much at the same time and, yeah and um, that they were both kind of like struggling with you know finding their place in this family right um yeah yeah so i thought um i thought she she made smart choices in what she should change and in obviously not you know doing it word for word adapt like switching over right everything um and adding those changes um yeah like you said i i think it's it's a fun i think it's a fun idea um every once in a while and i'm i like that it's not every book in the series even you know it's just this this one book um so yeah and i i think it helps that i i love the movie so much well, I um, like the fact that she didn't try to mask it. I mean, the name of the book is While the Duke Was Sleeping, so you know that it's yeah. going to be based on the movie. And, and yeah. Um, yeah, she just owned it and said, yeah, I'm, this is a book this is a remake with of. the same premise as this movie. <laughs> just set in the Regency area. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is another uh, thing in the book where I was like, but did you buy that his family would fall for her so quickly and believe that they were engaged. Yes and no. But I think I bought it for the same reason I buy it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Is that they all really like her right away. Except his sister, Enid, is kind of standoffish about it. But she yeah gets on board. But they all really like her so much that they really want to believe that, oh, if he's engaged, this is the exact kind of girl we would like him to be engaged to instead of, yeah. you know, the strumpets he's been toying with i think just like my my uh history with the romance with the historical romance genre and how there's always just this like huge thing made about like oh you know like you can't marry her she's not she's just a gentleman's daughter she's not even landed gentry of any sort that i was just like oh they're just gonna like right away accept this shop girl you know i don't know i just well his stepmother is not you know royalty well she's from the other country i guess she had a title in the other country but um she's kind of an outcast in in the 
ton as well. And Mm -hmm. um, so I think that she was happy that he was marrying someone like Poppy instead of, Mm -hmm. you know, some other girl who might look down her nose at her. So she was, and she just kind of has that kind of personality where she's just. A little more of a free spirit. Yeah. A little more accepting of it. Yeah. That was, I was just wondering if you would. And her daughter is very similar to her, very, you know, and then because the two girls become friends so quickly, I think that's why her daughter was super on board. Mm -hmm. And um, then Enid is the only one that kind of drug her feet on it, but she came around. Yeah. She wasn't even like, I mean, Enid liked her in the beginning too, like pretty quickly as well, but she was just a little less. Because Strickland, who was his best friend, because he was the one saying, oh yeah, they're engaged. Yeah. Then everyone's like, oh, then it must be true. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, kind of a good segue. What do you think of the relationship between her and her sister, Bryony? Am I saying that right? Bryony. What do you think? Because this is a change, right? I mean, in the movie, she's just by herself. You know, her right. parents have been passed away. Um, and she doesn't have a sister. So what do you think? the sister's purpose is in the book to eventually have her own book. (laughs) Do you think I, I didn't, I didn't get that feeling from her as a character. I think she might get her own book. It depends. I don't know. It depends on how long the series goes. Um, I think Enid's going to get her own. I'm definitely Enid's going to get a book. And the next book that comes out is Ottenberry's book. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I saw that. I wouldn't be surprised if both the girls end up with a book. Both the young sisters. Yeah, the I think girls. I'm. I think maybe just because they're so young in this one that I was just like, eh. well, if it continues over a period of time, yeah, I think they will get their own books. Um, yeah, I I also think that um, she, I think she felt like Poppy needed kind of more reason to keep up the ruse, right? Right. She wanted, you know, she wanted to maybe give her sister some entry into better society. And um, and I think that that also, you know, because towards the end, the Duke wakes up and Strickland explains to him what has happened. And he's like, okay, yeah, let's, let's just let's do, do this. It. Yeah. Everybody loves her. I need to marry anyway. Like... Let's let's just do well, this. Well, part of that too was didn't he find out that Mackenzie wanted to marry? Really liked her, and so he yeah, I think that yeah, that was part of it for him too. Um, and so I think that that kind of gives um, you know some more conflict towards the end, right? Is that she considers it more thoroughly because it's like okay, this would be really good for my sister, right? And if she married um, Ottenberry, yeah, so. I kind of got, I kind of saw that, and also it gives her, in the beginning, it kind of gives her more purpose in, you know, working as hard as she does, and, you know, things like that, so. She didn't need to keep a leash on that sister of hers, though. Yeah, her sister was a little bit, and, (laughs) and I was like, oh, somebody's getting real high and mighty pretty quickly, uh, after... Living in a lean-to, you know, two days ago. But who are we to judge, Ellen? Hopefully now Strewn and Poppy are 
keeping keeping a tight leash on that girl. Yeah. And weird that she hit on her sister's husband. Yeah. Because <laughs> she did. That happened. I wondered if, like, that, just that scene was why she was there. But, because it does create some conflict. It does Poppy, create some conflict. Poppy, Poppy does not like that. Pissed off. <laughs> um, okay. And what other rom-coms this is my last question what other rom-coms do you think would make good historicals oh interesting question ellen um i know right um i thought you've got mail (gasps) so cute because letter writing well it's based on i know it's based on shop around the corner but putting it in historical would be cute it would be cute that would be cute that would be a good one I guess I've read some that are sort of, I mean, like, uh, When the Scott Ties the Knot by Tessa Dare is sort of got some of that, right? That, right. There was one that we just read recently where I said, oh, that's like, um, You've Got Mail, where she, yeah, she finds that? out the guy is, anyway, if we, I don't want to spend time thinking about it now, but yeah. there was one where we mentioned that. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh. There's some that wouldn't work, like Sleepless in Seattle. You couldn't do that because they don't have radio call-in shows. You could do it. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's a way you could adapt that, but probably Um, Let's see. What other rom-coms are there out there? Um, You could do a When Harry Met Sally situation where these people keep running into each other and over and over again. Yeah. That would be good. And, you know, they keep being with different people and then not hooking up. But, like, would that work as well? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Because When Harry Met Sally is so much about, like, you know, modern in 80s, in the 80s dating. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that could work. You could do a um, road trip thing, like French Kiss. But there's probably been... Uh, some books that are similar to that storyline anyway. Yeah, that's... I mean, a lot of them that I was thinking of, I was like, well, that's sort of... That's sort of been done. Like, (laughs) I mean, because it's just like any element is going to kind of pop up here and there, right? Yeah. Do like a 27 Dresses. Did they really have bridesmaids? I don't know that they had bridesmaids back then. Not really. They had, like, ladies in waiting. 27 dresses is your story. Yeah. 13 dresses and counting. (laughs) Ellen's been a bridesmaid 13 times. Oh, boy. You're you're a professional. You're good at it. I am am basically a professional at this point. (laughs) Um, People should start. I should be, like, one of those wedding consultants... My best friend's wedding would be good. That's got to have been done, though, before. But that one doesn't really end, like, in a happy way. Well, you could change the ending. (laughs) If it's a romance novel, they have to end up together. Yeah, obviously. Um, And not just, like, hanging out with your gay best friend, which is how my best friend's wedding ends. (laughs) Anyway... Uh, if you guys have any ideas for rom-coms that would make good historicals, we'd love to hear that. So, 
Any other thoughts, Mom, on this book? I don't have any. There's not another thought in my brain, Ellen. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think we enjoyed it. We did. It's it's not like so it's not like a favorite, but I I I, I thought it was fun. It was yeah, cute. It was, it was definitely an enjoyable read. Definitely. Yeah. So those are our thoughts on While the Duke Was Sleeping by Sophie Jordan. We would love to hear from you on our Facebook page, Goodreads Group, our Twitter, which is at NotYourMom'sRom, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On May 14th, we will be discussing Roomies by Christina Lauren. It is a standalone book, so mom, there's no need to like worry yeah. about reading any series or that's good because I got a prison series to read. <laughs> yeah, you do. So for now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about books in rom coms. So stay with us. Welcome to our little break segment that we like to do around here. Um, so for this little break segment, we're going to give you another TV recommendation. Um, mom came and visited me somewhat recently and I had her binge this show because guess what it has? Romantic entanglements. And that is our favorite thing in a TV show. Our favorite TV shows are ones that are funny with a romantic will they won't they. Yep. So this is Superstore, and it's on NBC, and I know a lot of people like this one, but if you're looking for something that is funny and has romance in it, then check this one out. Right, Mom? Yes. I watched all three seasons. She did in like two days. (laughs) Well, I didn't have a lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. She did it. Um... (laughs) But yeah, it's got, um, it's very funny, and uh, they do a very good job of, like, tackling kind of hot topics, you know, hot button issues that are going on today, but in a very fair and balanced way, so. Yeah, they always come at it from two different aspects, and then they always kind of leave you with, yeah, good feelings about things. Yeah, and, um. And it's set kind of in, like, a big box store. It's basically supposed to be Walmart. It's very obviously supposed to be Walmart. Um, Walmart, and it's in St. Louis. Yes. So, um, and then the romance comes. There's two characters that work together, and they kind of have this back and forth um, where they are so obviously in love with each other. And right now, it's getting pretty um, pretty dramatic and intense. So, catch up. Uh, <laughs> I'm behind a, an episode, and Ellen's yeah, mad mom at me for is, not watching it yet. Mom is behind, and so I can't talk about what is going on right now, because it's crazy. Um, but, yes. So, Superstore, check it out. Let us know what you think if you watch it. You know, tell me how crazy you think this last couple episodes have been. Um, And we would love to hear from you. All right. We'll see you next time with probably another movie or TV show recommendation. Recommendation. (laughs) All right. Thanks. All right. So we're back to talk about 
kind of, we, we wanted to talk about the flip side of this, right? Our book was a romance novel based on a rom-com. So let's talk about some rom-coms that are based on books. Um, there's some great ones to choose from. First of all, there's there's a lot lately that have been coming out that are, I feel like most of the romantic movies that are coming out these days are ones that are based on like Nicholas Sparks books yeah, or um, books. there's a lot of new adult books that are now being turned into movies. But we kind of wanted to talk more about the rom-coms that are kind of more based on some classic literature, right, Mom? Yeah, and sometimes it's kind of a hidden thing. Like, if you weren't familiar with the story, you wouldn't even notice that it was based on a book. Yeah, like, I feel like most people don't even know that Clueless is based on Emma by Jane Austen. And it's funny, because if you watch it, the names, a lot of the names come up that are the same, and, I mean, it's very easy to tell what characters... Once you know. Yeah, Yeah, once you know that that is the case. And that is one of the most clever adaptations, especially like a modernization adaptation. Um, they do a really good job with that one. Um, I'm very partial to Clueless. I, I love that movie. So mom, what other ones did you come up with? Mom actually did some research. I so did. I have to, so I, well, have I, to... cause I knew some in my head, but I wanted to, cause I thought there might be some that um, maybe I didn't know were based on books. Mm-hmm. Um, well, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes, classic. Love classic. it. Also well done. Modernization. Yeah, it is really good. Say. Of um, Taming of, of the Taming Shrew. Of the Shrew. Yes. Um, very much, very much so. Um, what else have I got on my list? Um, there's some that, well, Bridget Jones' Diary is a Pride and Prejudice adaptation. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a loose one because there are other ones modern versions of Pride and Prejudice that yeah. are... Yeah. Because his name's even Mark Darcy, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. And it's Mr. Darcy. And it's Colin Firth. <laughs> so, so, just that makes it crazy. an adaptation. <laughs> um, and then I looked at some... Well, She's All That is based on Pygmalion, or My yeah, Fair Lady. which is My Fair Lady. Yeah, My yeah. Fair Lady. Um, you know, because she's so... I actually went... So she I just wears went, glasses at the beginning. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh. so let's make her beautiful by taking her glasses off. You know what? Screw all y'all. <laughs> it should be said that mom and I both wear glasses. Um, yeah, I I actually just went to a a thing where they make fun of movies. Like they'll play a movie and they they make jokes during the whole time. And I went to one for she's all that, and it was a lot of fun. But like their big joke with that was like anytime she came on screen, they were just like. Ugh, she's so ugly. Gross. How can you even stand to look at her? And then she takes off her glasses. Yeah. And she's gorgeous. Oh, wow. She's beautiful. <laughs> and yeah. cuts her hair. Yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. Glasses don't necessarily make a girl ugly. Yeah, they do. Obviously, Mom. Obviously. That's um, my problem. What else did I come up with? Um, Roxanne with uh, Steve Martin. Oh, yes. Daryl oh, yeah. Hannah's based on Cyrano yeah. de Bergiac. Forgot about that one. I got Easy A. I have Easy Scar- A on my list. Scarlet, Scarlet Letter. Letter. Yeah. Very, um, also, again, very loose, but... And very loose, but um, I love that movie. I do. I love that I one, too. Hilarious. 
Um, She's the Man is based on Twelfth Night. I got that one as well. Have Um, you seen that one? Huh? Have you seen She's the Man? Um, If I did, it was a long time ago. Yeah. It's cute. It's Uh, fun. Channing Tatum. Yeah. It was like early Channing Tatum, too. When he was still able to play a high school kid and not have it be the whole joke of the movie that he doesn't look like a high school kid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, didn't he get the same thing in 21 Jump Street? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what I'm referring to. Um, And then I had just movies that are based on books. Um, You know, you've got The Notebook and A Walk to Remember, which are based on um, Nicholas Nicholas Sparks' books. You've got He's Just Not That Into You, which is is an interesting one because it's based off of like a self-help book. Oh. Um, (laughs) I never saw that movie. It's okay. I liked the book better. (laughs) Um, Eat, Pray, Love. Princess Bride is based on a book, which is a very... Enjoyable read if you've never read the book. The book is very fun. Um, Austin Land. Of course, Mm. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Princess Diaries. Have we talked about... You guys... Y'all should see Austin Land. It's very silly. And... Yeah, it's very silly. But I love that movie. I love that movie, First of all, J.J. Field. Field. Gosh, and his character is so dreamy in that he is movie. So cute in that movie. Gosh, and then it's got Brett McKenzie, McKenzie from Flight of the Concords, who we also, also love. adorable. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of movies based on books that you might not know are based on books. Now, I do believe, and I think we've talked about this before, that the art of the rom com seems to be dwindling. That we don't get as many rom-coms as we used to get. Well, I feel like anything now that is, um, that is like a rom-com is like a Judd Apatow thing. Like, they're, they're trying, if they have a rom-com now, it needs to be, like, palatable to both men and women. And that kind of makes me sad. I liked the movies, the rom-coms that were, like, mainly just for chicks, yeah, right? like the chick flicks. <laughs> but then again, we are chicks, and I don't yeah. know that it's enough brings in enough money. To... Yeah, I think it doesn't, and that's kind of why you know, like it's you either get a Judd Apatow, so like a Knocked Up or a Big Sick, which these are all good movies, um, and I like them, but I don't think of them as like rom coms, like Trainwreck. That's I would also probably fall into that category. Um, or you get like a Nancy Myers, you know, like, which are all about older people. It seems <laughs> they're all about Diane Keaton and what? Jack Nicholson. What is wrong with older people? <laughs> First of all, Jack Nicholson There's... doesn't do anything for me. So no, he never even young Jack Nicholson. I do not get that. No, was that a thing? Uh, not for me. It never was. Well, he always kind of played a crazy person. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Even back in, well, I was going to say, in his One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest days, which he's supposed to be <laughs> He was literally playing person. a crazy person. <laughs> but um, he always had kind of a weird Manic vibe. Energy. Yeah, yeah, in all of his movies. So even a young Jack Nicholson didn't ever do much for me. But um, anyway, off topic. But yeah, I, it makes me sad that, I mean, honestly, I think that's why I like Hallmark movies so much is because... Those are unabashedly making chick flicks and rom-coms. 
and they, they are make... not for any other audience. <laughs> no, they own the heck out of that fact that they are just making solely rom coms. Um, but yeah, so it, it makes me sad. Kind of a dying art. Yeah, like the eighties and nineties rom coms. Like what what's happening to them? Well, first of all. Meg Ryan doesn't look like Meg Ryan anymore, and Tom Hanks is getting too old. <laughs> so there goes, there goes half your actors. <laughs> they, they can find s- some others. Win a Date with Tad Hamilton? I loved that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Katherine Heigl is still sort of, I mean, she's kind of got... I don't think anybody wants to work with her. Yeah, nobody wants to work with her. <laughs> so, what are you going to do? Anyway... So, anybody, if you're listening and you have a lot of money, can you please make me a rom-com? Come on. <laughs> Someone produce a rom-com for Ellen. Yeah. Yeah, come on. What, Let's what not be our storyline? Our storyline is going to be... Uh... It's got to be something... Listen, well, if it's a Hallmark movie, I love that they're all like, she's a busy city-working gal who has to go home and help run her family's Christmas tree farm. Actual plot of a Hallmark movie. <laughs> but we don't own a Christmas tree farm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> It'll never work, Ellen. <laughs> it, all, it always has to be that the city sucks and that they need to go to the small town where life is just better, obviously. People just hook up like crazy in small towns. No, they don't. Well, yeah, they do. But they don't have sex. I need to make that very clear. They just okay. kiss at the very, the last five minutes of the movie. Uh, uh, why do you watch those? Because <laughs> they're so ridiculous. I love them. All right. So we're going to come up with, we're going to come up with the perfect script for you. Then we just got to find someone with money to make it. Yeah. No, I don't want to be, no, I don't want to be in it. No, I don't want you to be in it. <laughs> No, I don't want you to be in it. I want it to be about Thanks your life. So. And it needs to be you um, finding the perfect I do, man. I do sort of feel like uh, my life is a romantic comedy sometimes. There you with, go. With all the embarrassing things that happen you to me. You have had a lot of embarrassing things happen to you. <laughs> so, yeah. So when I, like, anytime I fall or, like, I spill something on myself, I'm like, oh, gosh. Uh, well, who's going to play you in this movie? Who's going to be Ellen? We've talked about this before, but people always think I look like Jennifer Goodwin, but. Not anymore. She's, yeah. Not with her short hair and your hair's longer. Yeah. We'll have to find. Or you can just play yourself and we'll get Chris Hemsworth no. to play your love. Okay. okay. <laughs> if we have to. That's what I always said. When they make the movie of our family, I'm going to play myself and, you know, George Clooney is going to play your dad. <laughs> not because he looks like dad. Not just because he looks like, not just who I pick. <laughs> It's just who mom wants to act like. Okay, we gotta make some babies now, honey, in this movie of ours. (laughs) George, I need life to imitate art, or art to imitate life. So. So tangential. But, so thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Again, if you would like to join us for Roomies by Christina Lauren in two weeks on May 14th, you can subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or you can find us on Twitter at NotYourMom'sRom, or on Facebook or Goodreads, or email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. All right, Mom. All right, Thanks. Thank you. See you next time. See you next time. Oh.
Jinx. Buy me a Coke. Bye. Bye.